Sicily, Sicily. What's that? What's that? Sicily, <laughs> Sicily. Everybody loves Sicily. How's your intro theme uh, music? You like that? <laughs> That's my new theme music for my intro to my YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, thank you for jumping on here. Um, appreciate it. This is uh, the KG Fatsu podcast, by the way, for those that are just randomly turning into this. Uh, I've got a good friend on the phone who I've known for many, many years. We share a lot of common uh, commonalities, ancestral, genetic, <laughs> geographical. She, I found out the first time I met her, she's like, oh, I used to sell drugs right next to your place where you lived in Ybor City. <laughs> I think that's a good beginning of any of any uh, connection, friendship. But anyway, um, I'm on the phone with the homegirl, uh, Cicely. Uh, is that offensive to you to use that term, homegirl? I don't want you to be uh, triggered or feel that that was a sexist <laughs> remark or that I'm demeaning your femininity or so is not- that patriarchal? I'm sorry. <laughs> being super super uh sarcastic here uh no but the topic that i wanted to just jump on this phone call with you real quick is the topic of this hashtag that i started seeing pop up also mainly actually i really saw it from you first because i saw you were doing a live stream talking about it and i thought that was sort of an isolated thing uh that you were just talking about it from a topical sense but then you know several homies and homets from the uh christian rap world i started seeing that hashtag popping up and it actually started tr- trending on Twitter. So anytime yes. it starts nationally trending, that seems to be a hot button issue. And the hashtag was CHH sexism. And I thought that was very interesting uh, in light of just the genre and the music and all my years of being in it. And so rather than me um, shedding my thoughts on it, which I don't really have too many, but I thought I would just get you on the phone because obviously we've, We've been connected for many years now. You've done graphic design work for me. We obviously did the Guinness World Record attempt before, uh, back in oh, t- 2010 or whenever it was. Uh, we yeah. rocked a song together back in the day before that. Um, and obviously, I just knew you from the years of coming to Crossover and stuff. So, always, uh, and, and you named yourself Sicily, and I'm Sicilian. <laughs> And you're Italian and Sicilian. How great is that? There you go. It's a win, 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 win. But um, anyway, we were talking about that, and you were just sharing some really interesting perspectives. And so I'm just going to go ahead and shut up and let you talk. But uh, what's your thoughts on all that and that popping up? Well, first, I want to just affirm my sisters and just say that um, I commend them for standing up for sexism. I think it's something that needs to be stood up for within yeah. um, all industries. Um. Um, but I'll just say for me personally, I just feel like um, when it comes to the person I am, just me personally, I can't speak for anyone else. I, I approach things a little bit differently. I like seeing both sides of the coin and hearing men's perspective. Because I'm a and I know a lot of women are married to men, and me and my men talk about, like my, me and my husband talk a lot about stuff pertaining to women and female and music because we have to deal with that as being husband and wife. So. Sure. We talk a lot about it, and we pretty much came to the conclusion that we feel like um, we have to also hear out the men because not all the men really understand um, what true sexism is. They don't even realize that maybe some things they say might be sexist because culture has taught them that. 
Um, yeah. And I like to, to put the blame on men who are conditioned to think that way instead of educating and blaming. Um, that's my thing. I feel like we should educate and we shouldn't blame and accuse through a social media platform because social media is just you can never really truthfully hear somebody's heart through social media. Twitter only gives you 140 yeah. characters. Judge someone's heart off that. So, Actually, we're up to 280 now. Okay, I'm sorry. I guess I've, I've been out Yeah, I mean, I've that's just, you know, that's we're just we're just wide open now, aren't we? Man, 280 characters <laughs> to be judged off the condition of your heart. Um, so that's, that's, just, that's, <laughs> that's just my thing, man. And I have nothing but love for all the female artists. I support every one of them. Everyone knows I call all of those females. I call Erica. I call Angie. I call, I text Butter sometimes to check on her and her family, like, to me, it's about building relationships. It's never been about that. So for me, like, I've noticed when it comes to sexism, we're not, like, really, like, we're addressing the issue, but I think something like a forum where it's, like, a video and it's a platform where everyone could talk about it, discuss it, men can actually ask women questions if they're mm-hmm. actually truthfully interested in trying to make this change in CHH. Hmm. Um, and we can answer the questions and try to come up with solutions. I think that's the biggest thing for men, and that's what my husband told me. It's not that men don't want to listen. It's just that we hear you guys are presenting this problem, and we can't fix it. And I know that a lot of women are like, well, we don't want the men to fix it. Well, apparently we want the men to fix it because we want to be a part of something. So that's why we're <laughs> so we want the men to fix it. So if hmm. we want the men to fix it, we wouldn't ask the men, hey, support us. This is what we're feeling. Well, we want you guys to hear our voice, validate how we feel. But at the same time, like, we want your help because we need you guys. Just like the guys do need a female perspective. And it's true. Because yeah. a lot yeah. of women go to hip-hop concerts in CHH and tell me, man, I never get the female perspective. Or, man, I never feel like I can connect completely with the guy because the guy kind of acts weird when I go up to him because the show, you know, they're going to have to be kind of, like, short with me and brief with me because you're married, like, where I could talk to a female. So it's kind of stuff yeah. like that. Um, and I know that people will say that part right there is sexist, but I also understand that lens as well. You have to, re- as Christians, our main goal is to protect our marriage. Like that's mm. our first ministry. That is our first ministry to protect our marriage. If we don't protect our marriage first, everything else falls apart. So I respect mm. Dayton for saying that he wants to protect his marriage. Um, I would never, uh, even if people don't agree with Dayton, that's Dayton's situation with his wife, and that should be respected as a brother. We should want our brother to be good with his family before being good with music. That's how I feel. Yeah. Well, there's so many layers to this that we could peel back, but I think almost at the core of it is the, the inevitable aspect of the way a female's perspective is and her thought process and her approach to things. Versus the male's thought process and approach. So, for anyone to say that we're the same, maybe in some core elements, men and women are the same, but we certainly approach things infinitely different. And it's so funny for you to actually say, we just want you to listen, but we also want you to do something. And the men are going, we just want to do something, and then we want to listen. So the funny thing is that that is such a picture of men and women because women obviously tend to be more verbal and they want to express their feelings because that's obviously how they work through some of those things. You know what I'm saying? 
well, women, a we man connect. is has a connection. Women absolutely a connect. we have a connection. right, but a man. Here this goes here. This goes here. Yep. Men, they put things in boxes. They're like, okay, I'm gonna focus first on going yep. to work, and then when I go to work, I'm gonna come home and focus on coming home, and then focus on my wife right. and focus on like you guys are different from yep. us, and and I understand that, and I think that's where yep. the biggest misconception comes in is that we don't understand each other's like each other's gender at all in the way we think, and I think right. that that's something that should be taught in church, <laughs> so we can understand. Right. Right. Well, this, you know, if if a right, if a woman is, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just, yeah, I, I was saying, you. I'm sorry. This dumb, this dumb anchor app that I use. <laughs> no, I was just saying this anchor app is very, it's very clunky as far as the uh, back and forth part. But the point I was saying was, uh, you're right. If a man sees a problem, his first inclination is to fix it. If a woman has a problem, her probably first inclination is to talk about it, and that's her. Um, and that's something I had to learn early on in my marriage. Like my wife would be stressed about something and I'm like, well, you just got to do this. And I don't know what the problem is. Just do this. You know what I mean? Such a male thinking way of approaching things. And so I think what's happening here is you have women that are venting again, probably not the best word, but again, that's a male thought process that they are how they're feeling. And so the male MCs are going, well, show me how to fix it, you yeah. know, or, or let me fix that problem. And yeah they're not realizing that you probably got to give a female just a little bit of time to at least express what she's saying. And you just sit there quietly and listen to it and affirm it and then start working towards a solution. But again, none of this translates well over Twitter, I'm sure. But, um, <laughs> but again, but again, see, like and I then there's like the other idea. I was going to say that I don't want to like also take away from the fact that my sister's, are standing up for sexism and it does exist. I've experienced sexism in CHH. I know they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, mm-hmm. I think we, we could talk about it. Like we could talk about the fact that, you know, I've been judged all, like I've been told by labels. The reason why they won't sign me is because of my weight or because of, you know, the fact that, you know, I rap too hard and I don't have like a more of a, like a, a, a singing type of rap style because it doesn't, I guess, sell in their eyes. Or like, I've been told things. I've been told a lot of stuff. I've had sure. a church once and tell me that for Easter service Sunday, they asked me to come rap at their church and they literally told me that they won't be airing my part of my rap that they asked me and paid for me to come do. And, and because they won't be airing it on TV because of my size, because it doesn't look good for their church. Yeah. So I've, I've had, I've had all those things happen to me before. So, like, it does exist, yeah. like, when it comes down to even, like, me being a woman. Like, I've been, you know, dudes don't go with me either because of that, but I get it. And, and I just want to, like, I want to affirm the sisters, I understand what you feel, but I also understand to the brothers, I get why you guys feel the way you feel as well. I want to affirm both people because I get both sides. I feel the side of the woman, but I yeah. get the, also the side of the man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so many things to unwrap there. It's funny too, that, um, <laughs> the other thing I was thinking about is even the approach of, cause there's this whole thing about, well, you know, the guy doesn't want to be alone on the tour bus with the girl. Right. And mm-hmm. the female takes that personally because she feels like, Oh, you're telling me I'm a temptress. I'm a Jezebel. I'm. And so she starts to feel this sort of pushback, like, or then the reaction is, well, it's not my fault that you struggle with temptation. You need to grow up and get over that, right? 
But mm-hmm. again, I think this is a this is a male versus female mindset, which is essentially that women feel, by and large, and I could be wrong, but they can be platonically friends with men, right? They can have a friendship, and there's no sexual attraction. There's no worry of temptation. You know what I'm saying? So, in other words, you know, guys call this the friend zone. You get put in the friend zone, right? And because, again, if you look at maybe the nature of females, the nature of females saying, you know, I, I, I enjoy relationships, whether that is romantic, whether it's friendship, you know what I mean? There is a degree of, like, connection level there. Whereas a guy, if you pretty much talk to him, most men are going to go, you just can't be friends with women. You know what I'm saying? Without yeah. there being some degree of, like, you're either putting them in two categories. Like, I could potentially be with this person. Or I could not potentially be with this person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So platonic friendships with men and women, it, it works two completely different ways. You know what I'm saying? And therein lies the problem when it comes to something like therein lies the problem when it comes to something like hip hop. So a guy goes, you know, if he's he's on the road with this girl, she's single, he's single, he's probably only thinking in terms of can I get with her or not? And that sounds really terrible to say that, but there is a degree of that. And I don't even mean just sexually. I just mean just from the – it's either we're in a relationship or we're not. You know what I mean? I, I, I think I – think, and, and I'm um, not saying he can't have friendships. I'm not saying he yeah. can't have friendships with her because he certainly can. But there is just two complete you, – you don't hear about a guy going, yeah, man, I totally put her in the friend zone. Exactly. I I think the only I think the only thing I, I might disagree with based off of like completely disagree with based off the whole thread, I feel like that if uh if someone really wants to like I would say tour with someone or sign somebody, they would respect them bringing accountability. Like that's just me. Maybe I'm stretching on that. Like that's yeah. that's maybe that's just my mindset. And maybe I just think differently in that aspect. Yeah. But I feel like when it comes to touring and it comes to like stuff like that if you really want someone a part of something you'll find ways to do it like where it's going to be absolutely for everybody so i feel like it's absolutely that, and that is that name a female rapper like and i mean and this is even on me i'm being 100 even on me name a female rapper in chh that has a fan base as big as someone like pipe razor or kb right that's actually pack out of no you're right you're like, absolutely right is, I mean, i'm gonna be yeah. real on a business sense None of the females benefit any of the labels, and that's what they're right. looking for. If we're gonna well, business, you have to benefit yeah. a label. Like the Butter P's doing her thing, like she's benefiting RMG in my opinion. She's doing her thing. She's managing Gavi. She's you know over there at RMG. She's doing her thing. Like I, I respect that. But a lot of the other females haven't gotten like. But as an artist, she hasn't packed out. I haven't packed out. None of us have packed out yet. So. Like the reality is, labels yeah. are not going to look with you unless they can benefit because it's a business. You have to benefit. Right, the and well, I think that you're absolutely right, and I think this is sort of the misconception that that I've seen a couple times on that on that um, that hashtag was, well, no label is going to give me a shot. Well, first of all, there's no labels to give you a shot in the first place for the most part. I mean. I think people think that that there's just this never-ending stream of labels to pick from. There's really not. There's so few labels left in the industry, right? Um, 
So if you're looking for them to give you an opportunity, whatever you think exists in your head, I would say about 99% of that is incorrect. You know what I'm saying? But then it yeah. also kind of it makes me a little confused because you're saying on one hand, you want to be a woman who stands on your own and has your own platform and your own voice, but then you're still actually asking for a cosign at the same time. And this is not just a female or male. I mean, this is not just a female problem. This is a this is just a rapper problem. Let me oh, yeah, look at the cosign as the validation. You know what I'm saying? We look at the cosign as the validation and miss the fact that there's not even really enough people out there to give you the cosign. And I, I if you are going to so do many, this industry. I, I had so many people shout me out, and I became friends with so many artists, and it's done nothing for my career. And I didn't expect it to because that wasn't the point of building with artists. The point of building with artists was to get to know the people in my community and who I'm laboring with and and who and who yeah. and learn from and learn from someone like <clears> you, learn from the older heads and, and learn from people who have been doing it longer so I can humble myself and learn yeah. and shut up because I don't know everything. <laughs> and any of the, so, any of the, well, you're, and none of us do, any of the labels that there are out there all started from nobody giving them a cosign and they just said, well, we're just going to do it ourselves. And then exactly. the fan base chose to support or, or they created their own fan base or the fan base found them to be there. I think this is sort of a misconception. Like in the music industry now, it is very tribal, but the tribes pick their leaders. It's not the other way around. It's not like the leaders go, let me find somebody and build a tribe with them. It really, because there's no, you're not paying for anything in music anymore. So yeah. if someone gets a fan base or popularity, it's because that fan base or that pop, that group said, you're our guy or our girl. So you you just say a great example. You're like nobody's headlining from a female perspective. Nobody is, you know, doing it on a big scale from a female perspective. But if you look at that as a microcosm, if, if Christian rap is a subset of, of regular rap, then you would look at female Christian rap as a subset of a subset of a subset, right? So if female rappers are small, a small percentage of the mainstream side. Let's look at the ones that are popular. The ones that are really popular in the mainstream side push sex continuously, right? Oh, yeah. They you push sex at Nicki Minaj. Or, yep. So therein lies the I problem. Mean, I, think, I think the industry, I think the industry the too is, I think the industry, too, is a little bit changing when it comes to, um, not not completely, because like I said, they're looking for money because it's facts on every level, um, but uh, sure. they actually, I think Jay Z just picked up Raps, Rap City, which she's a female MC, and she doesn't dress sexy at all. She dresses right. like how MC Light and Queen Latifah back in the day um, used to dress. But Rap City's been grinding for years. She's 34. You know what I'm saying? So she right. finally got discovered yep. at 34 after building a fan base, getting a following. Then Jay Z said, hmm, I want to sign you to my management team. I like how you think. Like, that's. That's what yeah. he's doing because hip hop has extended up to fifty year olds because it's a it's the genre's been out longer. So um so people buy music when you're fifty years old and, and forty five years old they like hip hop. I've had forty five year olds buy my music at shows before. So yeah. I, yep. I know they like the music. Yep. So I think I think that's another thing to look at too. I think um someone I really liked their comment too from the hashtag sexism was was um was Natalie Lauren. I thought her comment was done well. Uh, her response to everything. Um, also, Erica Mason. Yeah, I did read that. She, I thought well. her was very. 
yeah, hers was very balanced and very like realistic, but you can tell the difference is that she's actually in the industry, right? So she has somewhat, so somewhat stepped through that door and she realizes on the other, it's like the uh, freaking wizard of Oz. Once you pull back the curtain, you're like, wait a minute, that's just a guy back there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, that, that, that revealing scene in wizard of Oz where you're like, that's not some big wizard, scary looking guy, it's some guy back there. Right. Like the music industry is so much like that. Like once you pull back the curtain, you're like, wait, this isn't as glamorous or as big or as whatever as I thought it was. So probably in her case, you know, she's worked behind this. I don't know her, but I'm saying she's worked behind the scenes, obviously, with Reach, and she understands, you know, the problems. But I think um, I don't want to get sidetracked, and certainly I don't want to dominate your story. So what are – just give me a couple specific examples. I know you kind of touched on it before, but what are some – problems that a female rapper runs up against because outside of you and butter p that's probably the only two that i have a you know a, a connective relationship with over the years yeah that's the butter p by the way i love that sis. i love her dog she's so I, I, well, I love she's awesome dog. yeah she's great she's straightforward she's like this is how i feel she's what? and i respect that so it's she's, just, she's so, a body from I, pennsylvania so there ain't no plan <laughs> So I was just gonna say I think my my I think it started out in early church actually. Um, I was told I couldn't even rap in church uh, on an altar unless I was wearing a skirt. With the but my my brothers could go up there and pants and jeans and everything. I had that's that's my first experience with that. <laughs> um, and uh, I remember one time I was supposed to rap for the youth and the pastor told me in order for me I was wearing pants. I just came um, from school and I went straight to church. And he told me I couldn't rap on the altar. They put me on the thing. And I was a kid, so I was like 14, 15. I was like sad. I cried or whatever. I was like, man, I was like looking forward to this. And like one of the ladies drove me to Target and bought me a skirt because I couldn't go on. But it was the most embarrassing thing ever because someone had to actually like see me cry like because I was so sensitive. Like, and I'm like, man, like what the heck? Right. And then, and, and it just really affected me a lot. It made me feel, honestly, it made me feel less than, um, and it was part of the real, one of the reasons why I ended up leaving that church was because it was constantly the same thing over and over again with, you have to be this way, you have to be that way. It was never like a heart change or checking your sin, but it was always about the appearance of what you look like. And that to them was sin. So mm. I just couldn't handle it no more. Mm. Um, <laughs> another thing was, like I said, when I had went to, um, like I said, my weight has been a big thing. Um, and me being a white urban female, uh, and, and me not, you know, I guess coming off, I guess, as, uh, uh, talking, uh, in a more educational way that people always judge me because I'm more urban yeah. in the way I talk and my approach. Um, and I know mm -hmm. for business that doesn't fly, so I'm working on it, but, um, just to be judged off, that's kind of weird since I'm in hip hop. Um, I never expected that because yeah. I never got judged for that in mainstream hip hop, but I got judged in Christian hip hop for it. Um, and just, even just not getting asked to be a part of a lot of things with men. Like I've reached out to a lot of my brothers. Some brothers won't even know brothers have, I've done shows with them. They think you're dope. They'll tell you you're dope. Uh, they're cool people. You try to build with them and then they just don't respond to you at all. Um, if it's a case because of the wife, I think I would just hope that the, they can at least ask their wife, Hey, can you just hit back to me and say, it's not personal. This is just between me and my wife. And I would respect that. But I, I feel like it's just a respect mm. factor of letting sisters know where men are, which men are, where they're at in their relationships. And I know men can't do it for everyone, 
but like don't say to yeah. someone at a show you're gonna build <laughs> so like don't say that to me like i yeah. really take building i i always tell people i i used to be against that word because people used to use it a lot and they would never build yeah. and i was all for really about building so that was my biggest thing on that another time for man even at jo- my job um uh, i've gotten uh with sexism i was um me and another guy got hired at the same time he had less education me less work experience than me he got paid more than me when he started off at the gas station hmm. so i felt that hmm. as well and i couldn't say anything about it because you're not supposed to discuss your pay with each other and i was cool with him i knew him from school so hmm. he told me his pay and i was like dang like you got paid hmm. that and i'm getting paid this it was like almost literally like a dollar fifty difference and for me that was a lot of money when hmm. I was in high school so sure sure and so that's pretty much it. It's just like little instances like that. And there are recurring instances that happen throughout my life, though. It's just kind of like, for me, I personally feel like you're going to have op- everybody, male or female, you're always going to have personal obstacles in life. You're, there's going to be sexism. Yeah. There's going to be racism. We live in a, it doesn't mean we shouldn't stick up for these things. We should always stick up for these things. Yeah. But we still live in a fallen world, which means that we're still going to face these things and we have to fight through them and trust God that God, if God has called us to do what he's called us to do, God will make a way. And I truly believe that God is perfect with his timing. He's perfect with everything. Everything that's being talked about right now is perfect timing. God knows everything needs to happen. If the dialogue needs to happen, even if it's People didn't agree with the way it happened. It's going to happen. And I feel like we can bring notice to it as long as mm-hmm. we do it respectfully to our brothers. So, hmm. Yeah, all great stuff. Um, Sorry, I was ranting and raving. No, you're not, ra- you're not ranting. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's funny that, um, you know, one thing I've noticed, too, with women is that uh, they they – tend to devalue their own opinion. And it's funny that even just now you felt it necessary to apologize for sharing what is all legitimate claims, right? And it's almost like, you know, after you've been sort of beat down for your opinion probably for so long, you start to feel like maybe my opinion really isn't valid, it's not important. And it's kind of like uh, someone told me about the study of how girls will not raise their hands to answer a question in schools because, you know what I'm saying, they may feel like, even if they know the answer, that therein lies the problem that we've not given them value for their opinion, which probably might be the most sexist thing about it because essentially really it all comes down to your voice is not valid. But you've been told that in your own head whether someone has actually told you that or whether, you know, you've been, this, is, this might be the core problem of what this really is about. Um, especially when it pertains to hip-hop, because essentially, you know, a female's perspective on things has weight and value, but the reality, too, is that that perspective may only be applicable to a certain group of people. You know what I mean? So... This is, a, this is a really weird this is a really weird thing to tread because you know it's almost like looking at like two movies and going oh that's a romantic comedy and this movie over here is an action thriller well the dude is going to go by nature he's going to go I want to go and watch the 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 you know what I mean the the thriller right 
And again, I'm speaking in very big generalities and stereotypes. I'm not trying to say like this is anybody or everybody by any means. But, you know, the girls tend to see Right, right. And there's always exceptions to the rule. And there might be some guys like, dude, I like rom-coms. I'm going to see the rom the notebook. But the point of what I'm saying is music is the same way. That perspective is like that movie, and it falls into a certain genre. And some of that genre is has a wide pool to draw from, and some of it has a small pool to draw from, right? And there there might be a dismissal immediately going, oh, this girl, you know, what is she, as a guy, what does she really have to speak into my life, right? What about, what is what is it about what she's saying that is relevant to me? Is that sexist? I'm going to say no. I don't think it's, it, 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 it could be sexist, but some of it just might have to do with preference, which we all, you know, we all, now I might be wrong for saying that, but we all have preference. We all every day choose to let some things, you know, we listen to certain things and we choose not to listen to other things. I think there in the sexist part was if I go, that perspective and opinion is not valid. You don't have a right to say it. To me, that's what the sexist would be to say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think, I think that everyone has the right to voice. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm Hello? here. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I I'm here. Everyone, can you hear me? I think everyone has a right to voice their opinion. I mean, everyone has yeah. an opinion. If, even if their opinion is wrong or right, whatever it is, everyone's going to have one. Um, and I right. think that uh, we... I think when it comes to approaching situations, we shouldn't force change on people. But like I said, again, I'm going to keep saying it, it's just education. The more you educate people, yeah. the more you're in people's faces about educating people um, and not and, and do like, do, you know, do some, do a podcast, do videos, do and, and spread it. And I guess I understand also, um, I can never say her name. She's um, Wordplay's wife. Please forgive me. I just like, I don't even know her name. Um, but she's the one who started the whole thing. I think it's Catafont. Catafont? Yes, Catafont. There you go. I can never say it. I didn't want to butcher her name and be like, yo, I butchered your name. <laughs> so um, she started the whole thread. <laughs> to her, I, I, I respected that she started the thread. Um, uh, I'm just sad that what she had to do for it to get noticed because that's social media for you. Um, I know what she had. She, she yeah. kind of had to use a cuss word to kind of get it noticed. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that approach, but I get why she did it because people don't listen on social media. Um, you can have 11,000 followers on Twitter and only five people like your status that day. Like it's just people don't see it because the algorithms yeah. or people just don't care and they're not on Twitter or whatever it is. Yeah. So yep. um, she had to do something to make it trend. Um, and that I think is sad to me that we had, that she had to go that link in order for people to actually pay attention. Um, not that she actually, did. Yeah. I don't think she, yeah. I, I don't, think, I don't think I agree that she did it like that, but I have to say, I get why she did it. I can understand her reasoning behind it. Even if the reasoning for everyone else, they don't agree with it. I understand her reasoning because sometimes yeah. women, we don't feel like our voice is heard. And that is true within CHH. We don't feel like our voice is heard. And that I will say. Um, yeah. But now they're listening, and now you're calling me for this podcast, and people are calling other female artists in CHH for interviews to talk about this subject. 
So, and everyone has different point of views. I might have a completely different point of view probably than all the other females. It's okay. I love all my sisters. I love all my brothers. Yeah. Um, and I just want it to be an even playing field. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But uh, therein lies the problem of all of us, really. I mean, we're all pretty self-focused on what we're, you know, what's in front of us. So we don't, you're right. We're, but I think that's just, that's just a universal problem. Like, we see in front of us, we have a thousand things, we have a thousand things fighting for our attention, especially nowadays where there's a million things bombarding you. And you're right, it does take somebody screaming sometimes for you to go, oh, the house is on fire. You know what I mean? Like, but, but I also, you know, here's the way I look at it too. And this is just, I mean, I could list my a zillion different struggles that I've gone up against, but that's not the point. You can be a bridge builder or a bridge burner at the end of the day. Every one of yeah. us, whatever you're, you, you got to look at life as a bridge you have to cross. So you can cross that bridge and set it on fire and go, screw it. I'm never coming back through. Or you can go, I'm going to build a bridge everywhere I go because I know I might have to cross that bridge someday. So if this is an issue, setting fire to the bridge while it might get people's attention, it doesn't necessarily bring results. Whereas if you go, yeah, I'm going to set fire to part of the bridge to get your attention, and then I'm going to keep building a bridge so we can all cross this someday. You know what I'm saying? But the problem, yeah, the problem with something like this is so it's – They've been talking. Like, we've been talking a lot. Like, like I said, all, all of us still talk to each other a lot, so – we're all in communication with each other, yeah. even if like he one sister doesn't talk to another sister, someone else talks to someone. So I think that it, I think yeah. what we're trying to do now is, you know, they're uh, Catafont and and Butter P and them. They're trying to put together a conference for women on how to brand ourselves, how to market ourselves. If you want to become a manager, all those things like the requirements and what you have to learn to become a manager for an artist, like things like that, which I think are really dope. I think that they're trying to put it together. DJ Wado, um, shout out to DJ Wado. He actually, you know, recommended that. And I thought that was actually a really dope, positive thing to recommend for us to do with like a woman conference. So Catafon actually did a poll and asked who would attend it. Um, and a lot of the women said hmm. yes. I think it was like only 9% no, and the rest was like, yes, we're going to go. So if they do it, I'm going. They said mm. it's dope. I think that's a way we could start it is by bringing women together first. Because if we are not together first, how are we going to talk to the men? That's how I feel. So um, mm. we we have to, we have to work together. Like like one thing I respect right now about the mainstream industry is a lot of the female artists are starting to work together. Like uh, you see it again. Like back. You think so? Like 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 Lady Marmalade. Like back in the day, man. Like that was like dope and all those female artists came together that, that was an anthem for many women like and it wasn't the best song to pick think so? it was, yeah. it was so many females were on it from different genres and everything and everyone respected those women and I think that within CHH we have a lot of people that do respect a lot of the female artists in CHH and the ones that don't just don't worry about them the ones that do there are a lot of them that do there's a lot of men that do respect us as women and like what we do because Many of our brothers have daughters and wives, and they like our music too, and they think we're dope. So I think yeah. it's just, I think it's just really sitting down and assessing the problem, building together as women in the community, and then also educating men, but in a way where they don't feel attacked. And I understand that um, everything was high, 
temper, uh, you know, it, it's a very sensitive subject. It's just like race. It's a sensitive subject when someone doesn't understand what yeah. you face, what you're feeling, when you feel oppressed by something. So, like, I, I just want to, yeah. like, you know, we, we have to come together, dog, and that's the only way it's going to work. That's how I feel. Like, and honestly, yeah. my, my only other good concern, I'm sorry, I'm, like, going on about this. I have so much to say about this subject. Um, another thing. Go for it. When it comes that's why I got you out here. <laughs> when it comes to the record labels, like, the only concern I have, and this is true, like, I'm not against artists going the mainstream route, um, uh, Christian artists going the mainstream route and still staying a Christian and trying to impact culture. I'm not against that at all. But to have all of our females, what if one of our females doesn't feel called to that? And then they're just sitting here and they're still trying to make it in CHH and no one's really even... Like, even, even if you don't want to sign her, at least, like, if there's anybody that has any connections with women that can, you know, help out the female artists, like, send them our way. There are a lot of other artists who are higher up than us in CHH who have bigger connections that can, in like, that can throw people our way. That can be like, hey, check out this person. This person does this with women, or she's a manager. She's a female. You might want to check her out, like. We don't really get that. We don't really get training in how to do business as a woman in CHH or how to do business in general. We have to settle to going to mainstream conferences. And I'm not against that. I think we can learn from mainstream conferences and we see the impact culture. But at the same time, we don't have enough of that in CHH. And that even even mm. in a general, not even just on women, but men too. Like a lot of men don't know how to run a business, but they own record labels. They have LLCs, but they don't even know how to run their record label. Because yeah. teaching well, I would definitely say that's a LLC, but they never told them how to run the label or how to make sure you file your taxes every year and how to register your, you know, your um, yeah. to register your um, your your actual business name again every year and to make sure that it's listed and like all these things that no one is teaching nobody how to budget your money like as a label and what to spend on yeah. what what's good spending what's bad spending how much should you spend on a project yeah as an artist within a budget, like how much would you spend for beats? Like those things are not discussed with artists. Yeah. Well, I see no matter what your chromosome is, that's a problem either side. <laughs> yeah. That's what I said. That's why I said that it's, it's a side on both sides. Because I've known men who can't, yeah. you know? So just, I think, you know, like I said, I think there's some women in CHH that have gotten the business aspect part when it comes down, even if they're not artists, but they kind of, job back from being an artist behind it seems like Butter P and, and um, Natalie Lauren. So uh, I think that's commendable. Yeah. I think that's dope. Um, I just think that, yeah. you know, also we have to, you know, I want to respect my brothers, man. I have a strong respect for my brothers because I grew up with guys. Um, so for me, like, I've my brother, like, the dudes I grew up with never treated me different for being a female. It's honestly sad to say I've gotten more sexism being in church than I have when I was in the world. I mean, I've had an instance with the pay, but everything else after that, I never, I never had an issue like that. It exists in the world. I just never experienced it in the world. So that's just my, yeah. my whole perspective on my Sicily's lens and what I've been through. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, um, um, yeah, I think, I think, my phone keeps getting blown up right now. <laughs> so the good thing about these is, um, you know, you don't really come to a conclusion per se, but if nothing more, sometimes just kicking up the dirt a little bit helps to uh, create awareness. 
Yeah, I think I think that a lot of the females have solutions. I think that a lot of females have solutions. I just don't think that people are willing to go through with the solutions. So if people yeah. are not willing to work with the solutions, you have to figure out a solution that people are able to work with. And, like, even if it's, like, slowly. I know people are going to be like, well, it shouldn't be like that. Well, it takes time to fight for freedom. And that's with anything, yeah. a country, um, a, a people group, um, uh, <clears throat> um, a, 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 for equality, anything like that it takes time to fight for something for it to break. So you have to keep fighting. Yeah. It can't just be the hashtag, you know, going streaming. It has to be an everyday thing. And I know Catafont has been strong on that. She's been fighting for this for a long time. I just found out about her when she started this Twitter, um, the Twitter feed. And, um, and I'm like, okay, I, I got her. She's passionate about this as I am to anti-bullying. <clears throat> and sexism is a part of bullying. So I, I mean, it's just, it's just a lot of things that go in this. Like, this can go to so many rabbit holes and so many things. I think it's still something that's being trying to be figured out, and we're still trying to figure out how to work this aspect with NCH. Yeah. So. Good stuff. Yeah, good. <laughs> well, I appreciate you, Miss Miss Samantha. Uh, so good to know that you're not still selling drugs outside my door. Appreciate that, too. Oh, great. It's great, Jonah. It's great. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to throw that track we did together on the end of this podcast and, uh, appreciate you. Look forward to our continual, uh, workings together. Why would you, why would you give me, Talk to you soon. why would you, give, why would you play the worst track I ever did? <laughs> <laughs> I was so disappointed. I'm like, we all I want to start somewhere. And I rapped like I was like, not, like I was like three. <laughs> Whatever. It all starts somewhere. Gotta catch these good and bad. Alright, I'll talk to you soon. Later. Alright, let's go. Uh, text me the text me the list. Will do.
a fake. It's just a big facade. And dudes only want to touch her like an iPod. Her back's against the wall as the picture starts to fall. She's on the knees with babies too when they learn to crawl. See, I was there before. I think I've seen it all. No longer caught in a net like a basketball. See, you've been waiting for a chance just to break free. She crying, she crying, can somebody save me? I know you're trying to figure out the soul upon your own. Who do you think inspired me to create your iPhone? He can work out your problems for kicks called it Tybo. You made in his image, no, you ain't no sideshow. 